Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. This is Authenticated. The Diecast Collectors Podcast from Lionel Racing. Episode 8 of the Authenticated Podcast from Lionel Racing, the Diecast Collectors Podcast, is now live. Welcome back to the show. We got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, man, I don't know that is, if, if there's even anything going on in NASCAR these days. Uh, you know, it's pretty quiet, all quiet on the Western Front, or not so much, because it is championship week as we record this. A lot of exciting things happened at Martinsville Speedway this past weekend, and a lot more in store when we get to Phoenix Raceway later on this weekend. Hello, everyone. My name is Matt Kenfield from Lionel Racing, and joined, as always, by my two co-hosts. We'll start with Michelle Fannin. Michelle, it's uh, it's been a wild week in NASCAR, and I know you've got to be excited to see what happens in Phoenix this weekend. How can you not be after Martinsville? Martinsville never disappoints. We've got a lot to talk about today, I think, more than probably ever with all the craziness at Martinsville and what's coming up at Phoenix. So let's get rolling. I'm all for it. And Alex Pullman uh, joining us as well. And Alex Martinsville, man, I don't know about you. I'm a short track guy. It does not get any better than racing in Martinsville when there's so much on the line. Uh, Absolutely. Martinsville's probably my favorite short track just because of the the tight corners. And I mean, especially since it's a cutoff race, watching everybody kind of battle and see where everybody end up as a points change was really, you know, exciting and kept you on your toes the whole time. It was an exciting race in Martinsville. We got a lot more to talk about come Phoenix. And for all of you NASCAR Authentics fans, have we got a show for you. All kinds of things to announce, things that you didn't even know that we were working on that we will be talking about later on in the show here on Authenticated. So stick around. We got a lot of cool stuff to come. It was a short track battle royale, Martinsville Speedway in Virginia this past weekend. And uh, when so much is on the line, when, you know, a win in your in scenario for a lot of the playoff drivers and drivers that are just trying to end their season on a high note. And whenever you put that many cars on a half mile paperclip, fireworks are sure to ensue. And sure enough, they did at Martinsville Speedway as Alex Bowman picked up his fourth win of the season. But, Alex, it was not without a little bit of controversy at the end. No, it was not, Matt. And uh, I, to be honest, I mean, that's what you want to see at a cutoff race. Maybe it didn't work out for some people like they wanted it to, but I thought it was great racing, and I, you know, it was a fun outcome to see. Bowman said that he got a little loose coming to the end as he got underneath and passed the 11 car of Denny Hamlin for the victory. And uh, Michelle, after the race, Hamlin was none too pleased. Can you blame him necessarily? Or was that uh, like Joey Logano so famously said so many years ago, that's just short track racing. 
you know, if I was in Hamlin's shoes, I'd be pretty upset too. I mean, he was competing for a win and he's, you know, competing for a championship ultimately and Bowman's out of the championship fight. So I get it. I get why Danny Hamlin was upset. He gave a great line calling Alex Bowman a hack. Alex took full advantage of that by putting it on a t-shirt that night. So it had all the drama fans want to see in Martinsville. Um, I don't think Alex necessarily did that on purpose, but even if he did, that's short track racing. So like our Alex just said, that's what fans want to see out of Martinsville. And that is a track that there's always drama at the end. And the uh, battle, uh, the the lovely showdown on the front stretch was also something I hadn't necessarily seen before in that type of nose to nose, you know, kind of ongoing battle there. And and really good uh, of uh, Chris Lambert and yeah. uh, Chris Gabehart to kind of get on the radio when Denny pulled up to Alex Bowman to say, "Hey, look, big picture," because yeah, you're you're hot you're, when you put that helmet on. You don't you're not necessarily thinking about. You know, what if I get penalized? What happens next week at Phoenix? You're just there because you want to show your displeasure with the guy who you feel did you wrong. But, uh, you know, that's kind of the leadership. And I'm going to, obviously, when we talk about Phoenix this weekend and how I originally said at the beginning of the playoffs that I thought Hamlin was my pick for the championship because of that type of leadership and that kind of uh, mentality that his spotter crew chief showed at the end of that race, whereas Denny, as fiery as Denny was, and a, and a short track brings that out in the most fierce competitor for sure. But there were guys on the radio saying, you know, is that you know the angel and the devil over yeah. over the shoulders, just saying, dude, you gotta chill. Like it's not worth whatever kind of thing you're about to do here. It's not worth it. Yeah, and that was definitely the right call, and he backed off. You right. know, and he's in a position where he has to. Yeah, it's not early in the season. He's got a championship on the line. Yeah, I, I, I'm. But again, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when there were some of the playoff drivers that were a little ticked off with guys that are not in the playoff hunt affecting, you know, position battles, maybe even for the win. And and obviously Bowman did not have a chance at the championship. He was eliminated the, the round prior. So but again, he's there. He gets paid to race. They you know, they all get paid very well to do their job. And their job is to race hard and win, whether they're in a chance for the playoffs or not. Now, would Bowman have done that same move, even if he did just get loose to move the leader, had it been the nine or the five car, one of his teammates I ahead of him? I doubt it. Not a yeah, chance. No. If, if he still wants his job, then, you know, if he still wants to be running the 48 car in Phoenix, that probably would not be in his best interest. Well, and you have to wonder, too, and maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. You know, do memories of 2017 have anything to do with it? When Hamlin moved Chase out of the way at that very track, did that have anything to do with what happened? Who knows? But, you know, the fans surely remember that, I think. Right. And and that's, you know, I I think all these drivers have very short memories because I don't know if Denny remembered that he did that to chase a a handful of years ago. And, but it it happens. I mean, Denny Hamlin's a late model guy. I can promise you when he races late model at Martinsville or South Boston, wherever he races late model, he probably moved a guy or two for the win. You know what I mean? And he probably got moved a time or two for the win. I think the difference is though, I would guess is that Bowman wasn't in contention for the championship. Right. I mean, I think if that had been Chase moving him out of the way, maybe the reaction would have been a little bit different, or at least you could say, you know, Chase is in contention for the championship here. Right. And I also think that it was interesting that 
you know, after the race when Denny called Bowman a hack, which was an interesting thing, and even in the couple of days after when they interview Rick Hendrick afterwards, yeah, like he said, hey, my hacks won four races. If, you know, all these, if you're a hack and you win four races, I could use a few more hacks. Uh, great line. Totally. Rick was prepared for that question for sure. Absolutely. It, uh, it, it made, certainly gave us a lot to talk about this past week and uh, certainly on the Authenticated Podcast here. And we want to know what you think about that battle too. Use hashtag Authenticated Fan on social media. Let us know what you think about that last last lap battle at Martinsville. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about what's going to happen at Phoenix. We want to hear your thoughts on the Phoenix race as well. Use hashtag Authenticated Fan on social media to interact with us here on Authenticated. And again, that race win diecast of Alex Bowman for the fourth time this year. And I don't know about you guys. I did not pick Alex Bowman as a four-time winner in this season. No, I didn't either. No. I mean, it's exciting to see, though. And Hendrick has been so strong this year just across the board. And so it's good to see Alex do so well. It was a, a great meme, I think, on uh, social media. There's that famous picture from last year where I think it was like three of the title contenders and Ryan Blaney standing off to the side <laughs> yes. with his hand up. And, you know, when you look at Martinsville and, and the guys that were making the, he the headlines were the 48, the 9, and the, the – uh, um, uh, the five car, obviously, and then poor William Byron off to the side, just kind of <laughs> waving like, uh, you know, I wish I had a, a, a dog in that fight. But uh, I saw that on social media. So kudos to whoever posted that one. But uh, uh, again, Alex Bowman, the ally number 48, beautiful looking race car. Great race win die cast available now at linoracing.com. You can also get it through our call center, 1-800-952-0708 or other authorized Lino Racing die cast dealers. All right, all you NASCAR Authentics fans, you've been waiting patiently after we kind of teased you last week, and I know some people using hashtag authenticated fan were a little upset that we didn't actually reveal Wave 8, but what good would a tease be if we actually just came through with it right after, right? So, I mean, we we made you wait. You earned it. You were relatively nice to us on social media as you waited patiently for Wave 8, and we're going to give it to you right now in our fresh paint segment of Authenticated. Again, NASCAR Authentics 2021 Wave 8, Alex Pullman, you get to be the hero of everyone out there in podcast land and YouTube and Instagram, Twitter that loves NASCAR Authentics. You get to bring them the news that they have been eagerly awaiting. That's a lot of pressure, Matt, but no, I'm yes. happy to bring the news. So let's get started. We have Ryan Blaney's number 12 Advanced Auto Parts with a die cut magnet. Ross Chastain's number 42 McDonald's with a plastic hood. Chase Elliott's number nine Unifirst with a die cut magnet. Austin Sendrick's number 33 Verizon with a plastic hood. Martin Truex Jr.'s number 19 Stanley with a die cut magnet. Eric Jones's number 43 Tide with a sticker. Alex Bowman's number 48 Ally Best Friends with a die cut magnet. Kyle Busch's number 18 M&M's Fudge Brownie with a plastic hood. And Daniel Suarez's number 99 Camping World with a plastic hood. Do you think we should tell him? Wait, tell him what? I mean, in there like a chase piece, maybe? Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. And finally, the chase piece for wave eight. Ross Chastain's number 42 McDonald's in a liquid color. I saw that liquid color chase piece for Ross Chastain. It is a beautiful 
hue of red. I mean, reds look really good in liquid color. In liquid, they do. It, it, it's really cool. So uh, check out our social media feed and also LionelAuthentics.com if you want to see what these cars look like. We'll also add it to our fresh paint area on our Instagram page, our Instagram story fresh paint highlights. Uh, we will include all of Wave 8 and plus a lot more cars. Next, we'll have a little bit more news on NASCAR Authentics, including some stuff like we teased a little bit earlier, some stuff you didn't even know we were working on that you'll be able to find pretty soon. We'll talk to Lionel Racing's Gene O'Neill in just a little while about that. And uh, we'll also talk to her about when fans can expect this wave, Wave 8, to be on the store shelves at a store near them. But it will be soon, I can promise you that. So, again, NASCAR Authentics Wave 8. Let us know what you think about Wave 8. Use hashtag AuthenticatedFan on social media. Interact with us. Let us know what you think. And, uh, you know, we will have uh, some more information on future waves. Maybe there's some cars out there that you haven't seen yet in a NASCAR Authentics Wave this year. And you were hoping that we might have them in one of the next couple of waves. Let us know what that car might be. And we'll eventually tell you if you're right or not. So, uh Again, NASCAR Authentics Wave 8 coming soon to a store near you. More on Wave 8 and more NASCAR Authentics news later on in our show. But in other big news in fresh paint land this week, we got our first on-track version of a 2022 next-gen Cup Series car, Kevin Harvick's 2022 gear wrench car. Michelle, that's a brand-new sponsor for Stuart Haas Racing for 2022, and it's kind of exciting now that we've been working so hard on all these next-gen cars to actually have a car that's going to run on track that uh, we have available for offer. You know, it was one of those things that it felt like, when is this ever going to happen? I mean, we've had some paint schemes in-house that we haven't been able to share with fans yet just because of, you know, sponsors have their plans to unveil things to the public. So we're waiting on that. So this was pretty exciting for us to be able to send out the sales sheet and put it on our social media channels. And what a coup for Stuart Haas Racing to get Gear Wrench as a sponsor for Kevin Harvick. So it's brand new look for him. Not to mention the new number placement on the 2022 cars. Um, that was a first for us to see how that looks on a paint scheme. And uh, we're really stoked about it. It looks great. You definitely want to check out LionelRacing.com or a local authorized diecast dealer to get that car pre-ordered. Uh, in, but we've got even more next-gen cars available for order. Those Trek, uh, the test cars from the Charlotte Roval. Uh, we've got the Hendrick Motorsports Charlotte Roval next-gen test car that was driven by Chase Elliott, William Byron, and Kyle Larson available for order, as well as the Trackhouse Racing Roval next-gen test car for Daniel Suarez. Uh, that one... Even when that test was happening uh, back in October, a lot of people were talking about that track house car just because of the chrome accents and stuff like that. And uh, that's going to be really cool to add to your collection as well. And it will come with the chrome numbers. Cool. That's I might I might throw an order in for that one because that uh, you know it's been a long time since NASCAR even allowed those chrome numbers. It's going to look really great in a diecast. Really yeah. will. So. Uh, a lot of cool stuff there on the 2022 next gen front. Again, lionelracing.com, 1-800-952-0708. And if you haven't yet seen what those cars look like, you can check out lionelracing.com or our Instagram story highlights under the fresh paint section as well. More Martinsville news, though. We got some race wins. Noah Gregson's number nine, Bass Pro True Timber Black Rifle Coffee. That's a 
That's a mouthful right there. That is a long sponsor. <laughs> it really is. I don't know if it fits in the product description thing it, in their system. Yeah, when when I when I do some stuff for that, it ends up being BPSTTBRCC just for <laughs> uh, saving some space and saving some clicks on the on the keyboard. But uh, the Xfinity Series win for Noah Gregson that uh, locked him into a spot to race for the championship at Phoenix this weekend. Uh, you know, really cool kid, and uh, we got to work with Noah a little bit last year on a program, and uh, you know really good personality for the sport and i know his uh race win diecasts always do well sales wise so you definitely want to add that one to your collection plus zane smith doing the same thing you know kind of coming uh you know a three wide battle there at the end of the truck series race but i uh, was able to pull out the victory will race for the championship at phoenix and uh took that number 21 mrc construction pink truck to victory lane in martinsville speedway and now that race win diecast is available for order as well just like uh, the last one that we want to talk about here, a uh, really cool program that uh, Junior Motorsports has put together with longtime team partner Hellman's and uh, Unilever to put together a fan vote for what car Dale Jr. will race at Martinsville next year. Uh, really cool program. They've, there's three different paint schemes, and if you can pick one that looks the best of those three, you're doing something because I think they all look pretty darn sweet. But uh, we've got a die cast that will be produced. The winning fan vote design will be produced. Not the other two. Just the one that will be voted as the winner will be produced in die cast form. You, if you want to vote for your favorite, which one you would like to have uh, see on track and also added to your die cast collection, you can do so at hellmans.jrmracing.com. Vote for your favorite. And again, the winning design will be on track with Dale Jr. behind the wheel and also will be in die-cast form as well. Just a couple more die-cast available now. Bubba Wallace, Columbia, Omni Heat, Toyota Camry that ran at Texas. And how about this ARCA release? Jesse Love Jr.'s number 16, Bill McAnally Racing Napa car. Uh, really cool uh, to see uh, another short track series. ARCA get a driver with Jesse Love Jr., uh, West Series champion uh, with a die-cast offering. Plus, we also have Eric Jones's number 43, Relevate. Chevrolet that will be on track this weekend at Phoenix. These and more new diecast releases can be ordered today at LionelRacing.com or other authorized Lionel Racing dealers. And don't forget, you can always call our call center and speak to one of our friendly agents, 1-800-952-0708. We wanted to give you a little bit more behind-the-scenes information about our NASCAR Authentics products and how they get into your stores and into your collections. Uh, lots of fans every single day just about are asking us questions about whys and wheres and hows of the NASCAR Authentics brand. So who better to bring that information to you folks then our own Gene O'Neill. Gene is a, a longtime team member here at Lionel and uh, is basically our point person when it comes to getting these products on your local store shelves. And Gene, we've wanted you on the show for a couple of weeks here. Thank you so much for joining us. And please have some fun with this because people really love <laughs> people really love the product that you bring to them so uh let's have some fun what do you say sure thank you for having me of course so uh gene just maybe give the fans just a, a quick quick little cliff's notes version of what it is that you do on a day-to-day -day basis when it comes to the nascar authentics products okay well, the NASCAR Authentics line of cars and haulers is distributed to accounts uh, ranging from size, like we know the Walmart and Target, but even some smaller regional chains like Meijer and other small independents. 
And what we have to do is ensure that we align our production calendar with our customer's retail calendar to define, define product placement into stores and support demand. So on a day-to-day basis, I work with all levels of account teams ranging from store planning and logistics and replenishment to the buying teams to support plans that optimize sales at each store. So this includes a lot of planning and forecasting and uh, communicating between internal and external teams. So let's expand just a little bit for the fans here. So once our marketing team and the production team set which cars are in which wave, what's the next process from there to get the product to the stores? So once the paint scheme is approved by teams, it takes about 12 to 14 weeks for the product to be produced and shipped to our warehouse in North Carolina. So at that point, the items have to be set up at the respective account, and then it takes uh, another two weeks for it to flow from our facility through the regional DCs and ultimately to the store level. So a a lot of our fans and collectors are always asking, hey, how come I can't find these cars at my store, but maybe I have to travel to another town or maybe no one even in my my area has them, but they have they had previous waves and they don't have this one. So how does you know, what is the process behind that? What does a retailer or how does a retailer choose which store these cars go into? The stores are selected based on a performance metric. So major retailers, they perform a planogram space change twice a year, once in spring and once in fall. And if an item in the store meets the metric to be retained, then it'll be carried over into the next season. So so how much of an impact do we have at Lionel Racing? Uh, Because a lot of people like to put the blame on us why they can't find their cars. How much uh, input and impact does do you, does Lionel Racing have in the planning of which stores receive that? Or is it all done through the retailers? It's strictly done through the retailer and it's based on that performance metric. It's a space, um, size-based performance metric standard that's established by the account. And we have no impact on that. It has to perform at the storm to be the store to be carried over. We do, however, make recommendations for secondary features like your sidekicks, um, go to top stores, and also um, say for a seasonal kickoff, you know, our item exists in a toy aisle, and uh, we have a higher demand curve, say at the beginning of the season uh, when Daytona kicks off, then we can do initial pushes into stores to support the higher velocity stores. So obviously earlier in the show, we kind of unveiled wave eight of the NASCAR Authentics 164 scale cars. We also do the, the haulers, like you mentioned. Is there a different process from your perspective between the cars and the haulers to get them into the stores? Or is it pretty much all the same same process? It's the same process and cars and haulers, they're managed the same way as an assortment. Um, so as new waves are introduced, those waves are added to the assortment throughout the year. Um, both are ordered every week to two weeks, depending on the account. Um, for, for all accounts, cars are in more stores than haulers because a hauler is a larger item. So in some stores that have a smaller inline space, you might not see the hauler there where you do see the car. 
So obviously, uh, I don't think we're, we're breaking any news uh, when it comes to the challenges that every industry is having with getting products to stores or materials to build products. You know, uh, uh, if, if that's news to you, uh, read a newspaper because uh, it's definitely um, uh the, the way it is, but it, it's obviously the way it is for, for our products as well. Uh, what is with the current climate of shipping and material availability and everything like that? How much of an impact has that had on recent NASCAR Authentics products? Uh, a lot, a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, as you said, it's pretty mainstream. Everyone knows about the, the strain on the supply t- chain now. Uh, the demand is higher than infrastructure can support. And we're a small to medium-sized company, and we're competing with space and priority with larger companies. So that does leave a lot of uncertainty as far as arrivals and timelines. And I believe that we plan well and that we're making the best choices to support our customers, but we're still in line with everyone else right now, and that makes estimating future wave arrivals a little more challenging. And I think, like Jean said earlier, in some instances where you're not seeing cars on shelves where you used to be, it may not be because that store doesn't carry them anymore. It could be because they're sold out. Right. I mean, we have seen a lot of demand um, recently for these cars, and it could be because our collectors come in and buy all the cars out. And because of some of the supply chain issues we've been seeing, we may not have cars in there just yet again. So that could be the case as well. Yeah, I think our collectors... Uh, probably understand that because they go to these stores. We yes. hear from it all the time. They're going to the stores almost daily looking for, they're probably even looking for old cars at this point, right. just looking for something. And, you know, as a parent of a, a nine-year-old and a six-year-old, I go up and down the toy aisles at Walmart and Target all the time. And I can promise you, it's not just the diecast aisle that's a little barren these days. I mean, whether you're looking for dolls or board games or anything, it, it's hard to find, you know, the holiday season is going to be tough. So, you know, we're doing the best that we can, as I know every other manufacturer in retailers trying to do as well um but uh, if you're looking for something and we hear all the time we're going to do another little teaser here because that's just what i like to do just to keep people uh, engaged here you know we, we talk a little bit about we hear a lot about man i'd love to get nascar authentics online okay that's all I'll say. And <laughs> so uh, stay tuned on that. Um, but uh, so we just talked a little bit about Wave 8 earlier in the show, Gene. And uh, that is, uh, where is that in the process? Are, can fans expect those on the shelves any day now, any week now? Where are we at? Yes, actually, uh, Wave 8 shipped to all accounts now. It's flowing through, as I said, the, the two-week process um, now. So Wave 8 should be arriving, uh, I'd say, this week and next to um, most major accounts. So this this show will air most likely Thursday late day, maybe Friday morning. So uh, even by the time this hits the airwaves, by the time it pops onto your phone or whatever, you uh, you might want to take a trip to the store this weekend because you might be able to find NASCAR Authentics Wave 8. And if you don't, you'll find it here very soon. So when you say that um, cars like Wave 8 are shipping to major accounts and they should be arriving, do some stores get cars quick, more quickly than others? Does it depend as far as you know, does it depend on like their location it can depend flow-wise by the location of the store in proximity to the D.C. So, okay. yeah, we're in North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, and as stores are picked up, uh, well, as the D.C. orders are picked up and it flows out, um, you could see on the West Coast it arriving a little bit later. Okay. That makes sense. But uh, so we, we teased just a minute ago the 
want and need from you folks that uh, collect NASCAR Authentics diecast uh, to be able to get cars online. We hear you. Uh, but we've been working a little bit behind the scenes on something that uh, no one even knew we were really working on outside of our building and maybe some people in Bentonville, Arkansas, where, where Walmart is based. But, uh, Gene, talk a little bit about this new four-pack of NASCAR Authentics 164-scale diecast that fans will be able to get online. Right. So the Walmart merchant team, they, they reached out to us um, several months ago, and they wanted to develop an exclusive item to be sold as online only um, as an initiative to grow their omni-channel presence. Um, so while Walmart stores, they have a reliable source to find the NASCAR Authentics line of the individual car and haulers in an assorted mix, the merchant team wanted to expand on that offering. And they wanted to start with a 164 scale car offered in a multi-pack because the multi-pack is more conducive to ship through the fulfillment centers out to customers. So we developed a four-pack, and it includes Cobbush M&Ms, Kevin Harvick's Mobile One, Chase Elliott Napa, Ryan Blaney Menards, and they're all in the liquid paint finish. And this is really, really neat because, as you mentioned before, most of the waves just have one liquid paint finish. This has all four cars. Um, they look amazing, and it's live on the site right now. Retails for twenty four ninety seven. dollars uh, All you have to do is simply search uh, it's just uh, type in NASCAR 164 4-pack. It's the first item that populates. Um, and we're just really, really excited about that. Um, it went live earlier this week. We're already sending uh, additional replenishment orders to fulfillment centers. Um, and, and yeah, as you mentioned before, not a lot of people knew about it. So people are already finding it. Um, so just really, really exciting. We're very, very proud of this piece. It looks great. One thing that we have learned about the NASCAR Authentics Collector is that they can find product, whether, whether they intend to or not, they love the product so much that they go through the greatest lengths possible to find these cars, whether it's traffic, and out of state to go find them at, at another store uh, or even just search in the web any way that they can. And the fact that people are finding it when we haven't even promoted it yet, this is really the first kind of external communication that we've had about these four packs. It's pretty impressive that there's already uh, replenishment involved. No, it is really impressive. And we're really excited that it's here and that it's shipping out. And we know that now that we're talking about it, we're going to be shipping more right. <laughs> replenishment cases out to Walmart pretty soon. So um, Jean's going to be even more busy than she always is, yeah, um, but, which is a good thing. But buckle up, Jean. You're going to be stuck to your computer uh, on the phone and uh, typing in orders for <laughs> for a while here. I and think. There, are, there are a limited number of these. I mean, we only made so much, right. so they could sell out. Um, and then, you know, you better get your order in is right. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And what's really cool is that these are online exclusive, Gene, right? They're not going to be able to find these cars in stores. It is only through Walmart.com. Correct. Only through Walmart.com. Available now. Um, Like I said, it went live this week. Uh, We are replenishing more uh, hopefully next week. And we do still have a, a little bit more in our facility. So we'll continue to flow it out. Um, you know, again, just as a four pack, it's a great giftable item. And, um, like I said, I'm, I'm, uh, pleasantly surprised at, at how it's taken off already. And, uh, you know, we do have additional product that will be flowing out over the next couple of weeks. And what's really cool is that, you know, when we talk a lot to collectors on, on this, on the show and, and represent them and answer their questions and everything, but correct me if I'm wrong, but their passion for these products led walmart to want to do this exclusive item is that right because they do sell so well and they're so in such demand that they wanted to kind of work with us on coming up with a product that 
you know, can enhance what they already sell in their stores? Yeah, exactly. You know, Walmart has always partnered really well with us. Um, the, the NASCAR fan and the Walmart customer really, really closely align. And, you know, they've always supported us with the store level sales. But as more and more consumer spending shifts to online, it's important for items sold in stores or at least the same type of item to be available to purchase online. Um, so that's whether it's shipped from the store, you buy it online and it ships from the store, fulfillment centers, or you, you, you purchase it for available for uh, pickup today or, or store pickup. Um, Walmart's done a tremendous amount of system and, and process updates um, for the, to enable the, the Walmart supplier to support this initiative. So this new four-pack uh, that just became available is the first of what we, we believe or hope to be many multi-pack options to offer fans a diverse line of products, both, both in the store and online. So if you can't find it in your store, you know, check online because we have a, a lot of new and different more offerings available there. Really exciting times to be a NASCAR Authentics collector, that's for sure, because this four-pack looks really good. And, and by the time this show drops, uh, it very sh- very soon after or just before this show drops, uh, Eric Estep on Out of the Groove will be showing off these four cars that are in the four-pack and uh, might also have some giveaways as well for that four-pack. So uh, uh, once you're done listening to this show, if you haven't already checked out Out of the Groove this week uh, with Eric Estep on YouTube, do so because you get to look at them and uh, also, we'll have pictures and a link to the Walmart.com page where you can order this four-pack of NASCAR Authentics diecast on our social media accounts, uh, Lionel Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We will put some pictures up and uh, also provide that link to order this exclusive Walmart.com product, the four-pack, uh, liquid color cars, uh, you know, uh, Alex, Michelle, we, we hear all the time people are... Like wait, like we said, they're going all over the world to try to find these uh, liquid color cars. Like cars. the holy grail of NASCAR authentics, I think. Yes, and that's you know ultimately that's why it's called a chase piece because right. you know they're very limited numbers and people are you know have a hard time finding them almost by design you know because they they are more collectible that way. Uh, but this is a great way if you've never had one before. Now you get four of them in one it's pack. Guaranteed. That's right. Uh, really cool stuff. And Gene, being able to pull back the curtain a little bit on some of the behind the scenes things to hopefully answer some of the questions that NASCAR Authentics uh, collectors have uh, is really important to, to us as a company just to kind of understand how things work. We're, we're very upfront with our customers, more so than I think a lot of other brands, um, you know, when it comes to uh, sharing information. So your knowledge, your, your expertise on this product and uh, the hows and whys of how they get to the stores and all that stuff is really, is really cool information. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate you, you sharing that. And you did so good we will probably have you back on so i don't I'm know sorry if was... i'm sorry gene <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how you feel about that but uh this is all really cool stuff and we can't wait to do it again thank you thank you well we appreciate our fans and we uh we know that uh we appreciate your patience during the supply chain kink and uh you know hopefully we work these things out and uh continue into next year with this next gen product Absolutely. And uh, uh, real quick, I, I, for, I forgot to circle back on this uh, wave eight that we just re- revealed and will be on stores very soon uh, is not the last one for this year. We got a couple more still, right? No, right. We, we're expected to ship wave nine at least uh, probably mid-December uh, at the latest should be arriving at stores. Good deal. So uh, definitely keep an eye out on your store uh, store shelves for those cars in the next uh, few weeks. But wave eight will be available 
any day now. Uh, maybe by the time you're hearing this, you're getting in your car and you know, jumping it on, on the stereo, heading down to your local Walmart Target store to try to find these cars. But uh, Gene, again, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, we really appreciate all the, all the great knowledge on the NASCAR Authentics brand. Thank you. That's it for the NASCAR Authentics Collectors, uh, you know, exclusive segment. We got a lot of cool stuff announced just for you now, and uh, we got a lot more stuff to talk about here on Authenticated. So stick around. Finally, this week on Authenticated, we're going to wrap things up by previewing what is to come at Phoenix Raceway this weekend, championship weekend for the NASCAR National Series, the Cup Series, Xfinity Series, and Truck Series. Obviously, uh, all eyes will be on Sunday's race at Phoenix for the Cup Series. It's down to the final four, the championship four, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Martin Truex Jr., and Denny Hamlin. I'll, uh, I'll open up the floor. Which of those four has the advantage and which one will take the championship? I mean, in our office pool, I picked Larson just because I think you have to. I mean, the guys win nine races. Yeah. You've got to go with Larson. I, I, I don't disagree. I don't either. Wow, you're both going Larson? Okay. I mean, he's on a hot streak right now. Right. I mean, yeah, he's just really good. I, I wouldn't just count him out. So, yeah. No, uh, so, my, my heart is going with Larson. But my gut is going with Denny Hamlin because I picked him at the beginning of the chase or at the beginning of the playoffs, and I can't back down from it right now. I I, I just can't. The, well, he's going to be fired up, right? And you know, I, I think all four of these guys that have the chance at that title run well at Phoenix, right? You know what I mean? It's not like you can look at one guy and say, "Oh, that's not really his forte." You know, if if it was back at Homestead or something like that, I don't think you could even at Homestead, I don't think you could really point to any of these guys and say that they don't have a shot. Chase Chase is probably the one that I would if it was at Homestead that I would think maybe has the least mm-hmm. opportunity. But uh, based on what he did last year at Phoenix and Denny Hamlin uh, runs really well at these 1-mile racetracks and Truex has already proven that he, you know, he can win at Phoenix and uh, I think and Chase did it last year like I said and then Larson always runs good at no matter what track it is for that matter so um, it, it, it's going to be a crapshoot it really is and and it's probably going to be one of those four in victory lane which always seems to happen it's crazy it does, how that doesn't it? and I just it's going to probably come down to like a dumb mistake or something right I yeah. mean it's going to be a mental game has to right. be a speeding penalty or you know you left the lug net off and had to come down pit road like it's going to be one of those things that's going to cost somebody a championship and it's it seems to always come down to like one last pit cycle one last restart with you know 20 laps to go or something like that that can really change things and uh you know it's going to be wild it's must see tv and if you're a nascar fan and you're not tuning in this sunday uh i i don't know what's wrong with you because it, Absolutely. This this is one you will not want to miss. Um, And I think fittingly that these are the four guys that should be racing for the championship. You know, sometimes there's always one guy that maybe doesn't. How do you get in there? (laughs) Right. That that, You know, one of these things is not like the other. Right. But uh, these four drivers, you know, are, are the ones that. Denny only has that, you know, it doesn't have as many wins as the rest do. Um, But it's okay. He, he, if the points were the old style, then it would be just down to him and Chase. Well, and you can look at the championship multiple ways. It's Gibbs versus Hendrick. It's like the younger drivers versus the older drivers. 
Toyota versus Chevy. I mean, there's just so many ways you can frame the battle and uh, it will definitely be something to watch. Absolutely. We talked about that meme earlier where there was like three drivers all on the shot and one, and then that there's all the Ford teams off to the side. Like, yes, wait, exactly. Like, hey, what about yeah, us? Not represented at all. Yeah, yeah. That, that, mm. that's tough. Uh, you know, in, in good news, I guess, for them is that it's not still a homestead, whereas Ford Championship Weekend, and that would be pretty, <laughs> pretty stink. ugly if yeah. there wasn't a Ford in there. But, uh, you know, with this next-gen car next year, I mean, who, who knows? We could have, uh, you know two of one and one of the other uh, in in the championship come uh, 2022 with this next-gen car. So uh, we have been working diligently over the last couple of weeks, especially this week, once we knew who the four drivers were going to be that will race for the championship in all three divisions. Mm-hmm. It's not just the Cup Series. We will offer championship product for all three champions of NASCAR, uh, the Cup Series, Xfinity, and Truck Series. And uh, it's always an exciting time being able to put all this stuff together yeah it's kind of like you know when the super bowl the team that wins they suddenly have a winner t-shirt available right that's because they make it ahead of time obviously so we do that for our champ product assets we make 12 possible champ renders for truck xfinity and cup and so those are all done sales assets for all those are done so that sunday at phoenix we can roll out the cup champ the Xfinity champ and the truck champ. So um, all that hard work has been done by Alex and Matt and all the folks on our production team. Um, so we're ready to roll. It's funny. I was watching the uh, game six of the World Series where the Braves clinched and not two minutes after the last out was an ad saying, get your World Series championship right. product. And I'm, I'm looking at it thinking, Wow, we just did that for you know, a different sport, but I mean, and we it, had twelve different versions. Yeah, right, that we, you we know, did. So yeah. when when you see that ad, you know, see it's probably two minutes after the checkered flag and the the winner interview and the champion interview on NBC this weekend, you'll see that commercial with all different kinds of product uh, online at NASCAR.com and. Uh, we had a hand in that. Yeah, we we, did. we, we helped bring that to life. So uh, you're welcome. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know who I don't think is going to win the Xfinity Series oh, championship? Here we go. Are you going to say AJ? AJ Allmendinger, just because oh, I, so I wanted to get a reaction from Alex. Of course he so did. <laughs> that's Who, why I wore my regular season champ shirt today. I was going to. I saw that. Yeah, I think this is what, three episodes in a row you've worn AJ Allmendinger. It seems like. But we different all, shirts. It was different shirts. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> my, my new Roval shirt hasn't arrived yet, so the. Th- Repeat Roval. She could go to work for like two weeks straight in different AJ attire. No, I think I actually no, not AJ. <laughs> Maybe Blaney. Okay, but. you could change it up. Yeah. Wow. Throwing the occasional Jonas Brothers T-shirt and uh, the- <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yeah, I think AJ has a good. It's gonna. I feel like it'll be between him and Cendric, and then I mean I know Gregson's. You know he's coming off his win there in Martinsville, so he's gonna be you know eager as well. So. I think it's no holds barred in that Xfinity series. Uh, I do too. And, and here is here is my hypothesis for the Xfinity series. I'll give it to you real quick. So John Hunter Nemechek's running the Gibbs car, the 54 car. He's going to go to victory lane. Daniel Hemrick is going to finish second, win the championship without winning a single race in the season, and get everybody in NASCAR fired up that a champion in the playoff format won the championship. So that cause all the controversy. Yes. And, and, and kind of be like, bye, Gibbs, got to go. Right. And ironically, Daniel, who's moving over to college racing next year, will be, uh, you know, 
not in victory lane where Gibbs car is, but uh, you know, I've always been a big fan of Daniel Hemrick. So I want to see him do well. I'd love to see he's lost a race in every dang possible way. You know, sometimes his own fault. He's due for a win. My uh, God. Well, and he's gracious. a local guy. And like you said, he's a really good person, right. like good attitude toward everything. And he's quite a racer. Mm-hmm. He just had some really bad luck. So I, I don't think NASCAR fans can really go wrong, especially in the, in the cup series, but also in the Xfinity series. I think all four of those drivers are really cool stories. And and I know, you know, like Austin Sindrick might not have the outgoing personality of somebody like AJ Allmendinger or something like that, you know, on the surface. But he's a really good kid. Like, yeah. you know, he's going to do some things when he gets to the Cup Series next year. And, you know, people will see that he's not some boring kid. You know what I mean? He, he, he actually right. does have a really good personality. So I, I think if you're and he Nath- can race, he can drive for sure. I think all four of those Xfinity guys will be great ambassadors. Uh, Cindric, of course, for a second time, but will be really good ambassadors for the Xfinity series. Uh, whoever ends up winning the championship there. And then uh, the truck series again, that's kind of a crapshoot too. You got two of the Thor sport trucks uh, and then you got the GMS truck is Zane Smith and uh, John Hunter Nemechek KBM. Anybody got a favorite in those four? I don't know. I mean, Crafton's won several championships already. If two or Crafton three wins, this will be his fourth. Yeah. So, I mean, Crafton's got the experience. I I have a feeling it'll be John Hunter. He's just done so well. It's, it's kind of like Larson in the Cup Series. That, that's where I'm going to is uh, John Hunter Nemechek. And so John Hunter's always been, or it, even this season, has kind of been one of those checkers or wreckers, uh, to True. use a great term. Uh, you know, he's always up front, uh, won a bunch of races, but he's, you know, had some bad luck in the last couple of races and everything like that. So it'll be really interesting to see how things shake out I'd, at Phoenix. I'd like to see Ben Rhodes win, though because it would be cool to see him win the first race in Daytona and finish in Phoenix. That's true. Very interesting. Good so, bookend, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So uh, a lot of cool stuff to come on NBC and Fox Sports 1 uh, with the Truck Series uh, this coming weekend. Uh, before we wrap up, though, we got to go with our last lap highlight of the week, whatever we thought was uh, the biggest news or the biggest goings on in uh, our little Lionel Racing diecast uh, or NASCAR world in general. So uh, I'll start with you, Alex. What was your last lap highlight of the week? Um, Alex Bowman taking Denny Hamlin's comment and making it into a t-shirt and then he the hat comment, right? The hat comment. Um, and then he took some of the proceeds and he's donating it to local animal shelters because he's very passionate about animals. Not bad. It's uh, a good one. Yeah. Uh, I saw something on Twitter, I think, yesterday where they had the, the name changed over the door rail uh, that said Hack Bowman. Um, I don't know if they meant for that to be shown on Twitter because they're actually putting the wind sticker on the car, but uh, they did. So uh, it'd be interesting when they unload that car in Phoenix if it actually says Alex Bowman or Hack Bowman. But, uh, uh, you know, again. I would uh, if, make the most of it. If, you know, if I win four cup races and somebody wants to call me a hack, do it all day long. But uh, Michelle, what is your last lap highlight of the week? So this morning we just got um, the first 164 samples of the 2022 cars fully decorated. Oh, nice. The next gen cars, right? The, the next cup gen cars. cars yep. Ooh. So that was cool to see. They look fantastic. Um, there's some minor tweaks we need to make to how see how the decals wrap and everything. Um, but they look great and it was neat to see, I mean, the single lug wheels on the die cast, um, I, just at that scale, they're so different. And then the number placement and everything, they were Ford Mustangs. So those are the first ones that we got in. Um, and the paint schemes, I really can't say because there's something new that's coming down the pike. So I don't want to give a whole lot away. I'm sorry. Um, we can't show them yet either, but someday, 
pretty soon. Yeah. Pretty soon we'll be able to show them. But they do look good. And um, our factory did a really good job at decal placement and aligning everything on the new body. So we were pleased to see that. And then when you, when you turn them over and you see like the new underwing and how that chassis looks, just just cool to see. Cool to see all the hard work that has gone into the tooling come to fruition. Finally. Right. right. Yeah. Now, you know, we're, we're finally getting kind of to that finish line of the development phase. Right. And now it's just turn and burn on you know, actually creating these die casts and getting, getting them, them in the hands. It's finally Absolutely. happening. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, kudos to everybody involved in that process here internally at Lionel Racing. And uh, my last lap highlight for this week actually came uh, last week uh, when uh, I got the opportunity from the um, out of the groove folks to participate in the Groovy Hollow iRacing event. Uh, really cool idea that uh, uh, Josh Craig and uh, Eric and that whole team at Out of the Groove and NASCAR Pole Position Magazine uh, put together for an iRacing event for charity. Um, all the partners for th their organization got to sponsor cars, including Lionel Racing, and uh, I got the I got the call to be able to drive the Lionel Racing number thirty Ford Mustang, and uh, I sucked. And <laughs> well, you did great until you got wrecked. Well, yeah. th that is true. It wasn't yeah, your fault. and. I mean, we can call out who wrecked you if you uh, want. If I, if I knew the guy's name, it was kind of, I think it was like a pinkish car, if I remember correctly. Oh, I don't know. It being came, kind. It came from like 10 car lengths back, and <laughs> yeah. I could see it in the mirror as we go into turn three. We're racing a hickory uh, in iRacing, and like all of a sudden, I see this little small pink blob in my rearview mirror, and then I see a big old pink blob in my rearview mirror, and next thing I know, I'm in the fence, and then it was just a disaster from there. But Do you I want to call him a hack? If no, I mean, I think he used another word before. I, 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 I enjoyed being a part of the race. I enjoy eye racing with my buddies and stuff like that. But I have also learned that now that I'm 40 years old, I don't need to be causing internet fights with kids over <laughs> video game races. Okay? Hopefully, oh, come on. Hopefully someday everybody will get that memo and come to that realization. But, uh, you know, hey, uh, to each their own. Uh, if I if if I got crashed that way in a real race car, then a different story. It, it's game on but you know i was able to uh you know still uh turn my computer off walk away and go do something else with my you day. were good yeah i yeah. was good uh, i wasn't really that good though I was, <laughs> I was pretty, i'm not gonna lie i was pretty upset but uh kudos to that whole team for putting that event together uh i got to hold off josh barry for about two two laps or so that was really cool he was in the race uh, also jordan anderson and spencer boyd were both in the race as well and uh, i got rooted out of my spot at one point by spencer boyd and i know where he lives so i'll make sure uh, you know i'll leave a nice little gift basket uh, uh for him for uh for rooting me out of the way there but uh a, a lot of cool stuff uh raised more than five thousand dollars for the extra life uh, uh foundation which uh, benefits the children's miracle network so uh really cool uh event uh raising a lot of money um and uh lionel racing was able to win the fan vote for the uh, yes the, the grooviest paint scheme the grooviest paint scheme woo woo. so and you designed the paint scheme you did well I i'll take yeah, take some of the credit. credit. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of it was based off of the uh, scheme that Noah Gregson ran last year at the Roval that our Kevin Bloom designed. Yeah. But uh, so I'll, I'll I'll take some of the credit, but definitely have to give a lot to uh, Kevin for coming up with a really cool yeah, scheme. Yeah, he had uh, the base scheme. Correct, correct. But uh, got to run number thirty to represent the thirtieth anniversary of RCCA, uh, which was a lot of fun there, and uh, uh, it uh, it gave me some motivation because in our normal iRacing league, uh, I've been stepping up my game a little bit because of that. So maybe the extra seat time has helped 
helped me. So, uh, uh, you know, all the buddies that uh, I race with on a weekly basis, uh, watch out because maybe I'll start running top 10 more often. It was a really cool idea uh, as yeah. far as the content around the Spooky Hollow 200. And it was fun to obviously see our car on track and know that you were driving it was really cool. And then the way they led into the race with the story they put behind the race and then, you know, the graphics around yeah. it. It was fun for Halloween to watch. I was going to say too, the out of the groove guys all dressed up to, you know, yeah. commentating the race. Yeah, I didn't quite have enough time, but they also encouraged the drivers to get in costume and they were going to have uh, like if you had a webcam, you can also they can pull you into the broadcast. Yeah, They only that. showed like one driver and maybe they had technical issues or, well, something, or, or maybe that's all that did it. But, you know, <laughs> sure should I be. should I get the invite to do it again? And should should they do it again? Hopefully they do do it again. Um, but uh, if I get that call to do it again, I, I will uh, I'll get into costume. Maybe we'll do a hashtag authenticated fan poll on social like media to be. see what my costume should be for uh, like the it. next groovy hollow like 200 race and what was also cool is you could see the donations come in yeah. live and that was fun to see and what a great cause yeah. exactly yeah it that was, was such a neat part of it r- r- really fun event and uh, even though my race didn't go according to plan and nobody was going to be josh barry i mean the guy's a Good. track champion Wait, he started on pit road too right he's a track champion at hickory motor speedway before he you know before he even went to the Xfinity series and did all the, the actual NASCAR stuff, he, he won a billion late model races at Hickory, real life late model races. And uh, so anybody's going to lose to Josh Berry. So did Josh go. engage in the driver chat at he, all? He did. Yeah, he, he was pretty quiet, pretty mellow. Uh, but uh, I will say a lot of the drivers in the race uh, were, you know, avid iRacing drivers, mm-hmm. like very successful and accomplished iRacing drivers. They all thought it was so cool. that They actually got to race with Josh Berry. I bet. You know, uh, even after I was out of the race, I was still involved in the driver chat and everybody was like, man, here comes Josh. You know what I mean? Should I get out of his way? You know, they're kind of just <laughs> trying to strategize. Yeah. What they do and uh you know some of them were like man i wonder if i should just spin him out so he doesn't win and they're like no you can't do that and uh but honestly i don't know if it would have helped or mattered because the guy was just so fast and knew how to get around hickory and um was he was very complimentary after the race for the other drivers for, oh, for racing in the way that he was and uh, uh i know he was very complimentary for the uh, out of the groove guys for putting the race together and doing all that stuff so um just a really cool event and uh, a good way to uh, scratch that race and itch for guys like me that, you know, never really amounted much in on the real racetrack. But uh, to be able to to race with some NASCAR guys, especially a guy like Josh Berry is kind of like one of the big stars of the season, you know, in, the, yeah. in, in NASCAR, just because of all the good things that he's done kind of on an impromptu basis um, with junior motorsports and uh, leading to a full time ride in 2022. So, um a lot of fun, a lot of money raised, and uh, kudos to that whole team for at Out of the Groove for putting it together and uh, definitely want to be a part of it if and when they do this event again. So with that, we will wrap up today's show. We appreciate everybody for joining us. And again, if you want to get in on the action here at Lionel Racing's Authenticated Podcast, Shoot us some questions. Shoot us some thoughts. Let us know what you think of Wave 8 of NASCAR Authentics. Let us know uh, what you think of some of the fresh paint cars that we've unveiled uh, in the last couple of days that hopefully you're going to add to your diecast collection. Use hashtag AuthenticatedFan on social media, and we want to hear from you. And uh, down the road, we might even do a couple of giveaways or something like that by using hashtag AuthenticatedFan. So we definitely want to have your engagement in the show as well. 
So on behalf of everyone here at Lionel Racing, Alex, Michelle, thank you again for being a part of the show here today. I'm Matt Kenfield. We will talk to you next week after the champions are crowned in Phoenix. Follow Lionel Racing on Twitter at Lionel underscore racing. On Instagram at Lionel underscore racing. And be sure to like Lionel Racing on Facebook. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.